0: Uh so thank you for taking the time to uh sit down with me. Uh
1: My pleasure. Of
0: course, and I had one thing I actually wanted to start with, which I don't know if you'll necessarily be expecting this, but uh I know we I forget if it was a stream or a podcast we were on, but you mentioned you play board games.
1: Oh yeah, I think um I think we talked a little bit about that during that I'm, honeycast. I would love maybe?
0: to talk yeah, that's right. Yeah, I would yeah. love to talk more about that because oh,
1: sure. I'm a big <laughs> board game fan. I've noticed I'm, that, I'm,
0: yeah. <laughs> and I'm, I, I hear you play some actually some 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 good shit. So I'm curious what you – Yeah, think your favorites.
1: I'm a little ki- kind of um, – uh, I wouldn't say novice exactly, but I, I've kind of only just like dipped my toe in because I uh, I, I, I was working in the game industry, um, mm. like compu- PC games and mobile games. um. Uh, And left that to do the comic full time. But I have remained Mm. friends with my former colleagues and we started getting together once or twice a week, um, 2018, 2019, to play board games. Um, Mm. One of my friends is uh, one of these guys who... Any like Kickstarter that comes along with like a nice hmm. big elaborate game, he will <laughs> he will pledge and I'm that guy get the full. I'm that guy. i not the
0: Kickstarter guy, but I'm the guy with like here's 80 new games to play.
1: Yes, he has like um a few walls just like stacked with shelves of games, mm-hmm. and we've maybe gotten through like three percent of them at best. Um, <laughs> but yeah, we've been playing lots of little indie things, one-off things, um, and also some of the bigger like legacy game things um somewhat ironically kind of right before the pandemic hit we were playing pandemic (laughs) legacy and uh yeah got through that Mm. entire game which I really enjoyed um had a lot Uh, of fun with that yeah yeah season one um we've been wanting to delve into season two of course but because of the situation we haven't been uh um haven't been meeting it's kind of I'm kind of depressed about that. Honestly, it was like my refuge from like, I I, I have a hard time stepping away from work, you know, working at home and everything. It's, it's hard to like delineate between that, like work time, play time thing, but having a place I could go to, uh, like, you know, friend's house where I could like just hang out and and play board games. That was like my, my one, uh, like real true escape from, from just thinking about, uh, lackadaisy comic, lackadaisy cartoon and everything like that. So
0: you can think of it this way though. It'll be, uh, You'll be more invigorated to defeat the virus. <laughs> true, <laughs> when true. You revisit yes, this. It'll,
1: there will be a this casts a whole new yeah sort of like lighted character on on the the game. I suppose we might right. might be a little more um uh aggressive about our our gameplay style. I don't know, but uh, yeah, yeah th- that and um we had recently done uh was it betrayal at on uh. House on the Hill?
2: House on the Hill. Yeah. Mm. How,
1: actually, it was the legacy version of the game that we were playing. Mm. So it was that uh, that long, long, elaborate one that kind of like hopped around through different time periods of history. Sure. So you get kind of that like um, that Victorian stuff with sort of uh, Bram Stoker style storytelling. And then you get you kind of like hop along into like the early 20th century and you start getting that Lovecraftian flavor in there and I thought mm. that was pretty neat um I, I did enjoy like the, the flavor of that game not exactly like a mentally challenging one entirely, <laughs> but it was just <laughs> it was fun it was fun I liked it
0: have you played the original of that game no the I know version? no um, I
1: I know there's a, a uh original game but uh and I know that my friend has it I just I hadn't uh hadn't joined the group yet when they played that so
2: Gotcha. Um, and then there's, yeah. like,
1: I've been eyeballing Gloomhaven because I think that's kind of um, uh, my cup of tea as far as, like, flavor of game style goes. So, mm. <laughs> like, he's it's... got the big Gloomhaven box there. I'm like, yeah, when are we going to get that one cracked open? So, um, but, yeah. Gloomhaven
0: is very good. Yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah. As far as those games go, yeah, I'm in a similar boat in that uh, I'm dying to play Season 2 of Pandemic Legacy. I, we, we played through the first one. Uh, I have a Trail Legacy. I have actually a lot of Legacy games. I don't know why I keep buying them as if I'm <laughs> ever going to play all these. But uh, I feel like I'm probably uh, similar to your friend in that way. Yeah. And then uh, Gloomhaven, I'm actually, I think we're about 30% through. And I will say, it is pretty amazing. Yeah. Uh, it is. So if you do get the chance uh, to play it, uh, uh, it yeah, is. Yeah, I'm, I'm eager. The, the gameplay itself is just fucking great. Like... Uh, so well designed. Um, are you a high fantasy person? Fan yes. Um, mm, in fact, like okay.
1: my early years in art, like I, <laughs> I was pretty nerdy kid. Played a lot of D anD D with my cousins, and all my cousins were boys, and so they were always into like D anD D and magic and Magic mm. the Gathering and everything like that. And so I would participate in that sort of stuff um i think my initial interest was always like the accompanying artwork so i would be drawn mm. in by that and then i would end up playing the games with them and things so um so yeah like that was that's really kind of my background i i have um i still have like these old uh dnd um uh books from like the second edition and mm. and third edition and things like monsters manual and everything and i think at one point i, I went through and like drew as a kid like drew every monster in the monstrous manual and kind of like imitating the the professional artists who had done who had illustrated those books and i learned a lot doing that like got a lot of my like self-education sort of like mimicking that that sort of like fantasy art stuff and Mm. uh so yeah definitely into uh swords and sorcery like high fantasy stuff and then i did like like a long time ago starting when i was maybe in like junior high i had written this um the story that was about like animal characters in a medieval setting as well so yeah i was um, that's like has long been my uh my area of interest and i still have a have a softness for it kind of like moved on to other eras and taken interest in other you know um more historical <laughs> settings but yeah sure, sure. um really really love the high fantasy stuff
0: um, I I am curious because you mentioned a couple things I'd like to just ask about. Um, I mean, like your art is some of the most gorgeous I've ever seen in like anything. Oh wow! Uh, and and I'm just curious. Are is that uh like how much of that is self taught? How much of that is like formal lessons or or like classes?
1: Um, I didn't go to any kind of formal art schooling. Um, I mm. did as a kid visit. Um. Uh, there was a local teacher who taught at a private school uh, I was like an art teacher at a private school kind of like um, I think like several tiers up maybe from like what you'd get at a public school <laughs> art art class uh, just because sure. they, they had the funding and, and everything so or they had the budget to you know um, equip a classroom with with better than like giant crayons and like uh temperate paints and things like that yeah. um so and she was a big help like I would go on Saturday mornings like my parents uh kind of knew that I was I was a very quiet kid I would just kind of like uh cloister myself away and sequester myself away and um, draw for hours at on on end and so they like uh, I wasn't really into playing team sports and things like that so they they decided like to get me out of the house that was the thing they were gonna let me go do and Mm. so for um for several years during my childhood i would go like saturday mornings and and hang out with this art teacher and like i would have access to some art supplies and things that i otherwise wouldn't wouldn't have been able to get my hands on so that that certainly helped a lot and that's probably where i started getting the idea that like art was a potential career option my parents certainly Mm. did not agree with that (laughs) i think they were kind of horrified to find (laughs) that they had (laughs) planted that seed but um uh, accidentally, but uh, I mean, they thought of it kind of more. I was like, "Oh, it's a hobby. Here's a thing to pass your time with." But, um, but yeah, it I wasn't see. wasn't really formal training so much. And and uh, other than that, it was just like public school art classes and and just me being you know a, a quiet nerdy kid who who just liked to sit and draw and uh, watch things on TV and draw what I was seeing. Mostly, you know, like Disney, Don Bluth, Looney Tunes stuff, and mm. um, I would like. Uh, I was obsessed with Calvin and Hobbes <laughs> so I would <laughs> redraw those comics and uh, read them over and over again and yeah I think i think all like if you look at the work I've done is probably fairly apparent like what my inspirations were I don't know um, mm. kind of uh, all of that stuff sort of like just all that that like fantasy D stuff and or like high fantasy sort of flavor plus the um like the comic sensibilities borrowed from bill watterson and mm, <laughs> and mm, then like yeah. the don bluth uh influence like kind of just all like a- accumulated coagulated into you know whatever i'm doing so um sure, sure.
0: Yeah, yeah what what do your parents think of it now <laughs>
1: Uh, they uh, have come around as far as like it being a <laughs> career because I, I mean, I've been making my living doing art for a number sure. of years now, but it was definitely a very contentious thing around high school mm. when I was. Starting to consider colleges I wanted to go to, and I was wanting to go study art, and they were like, uh, "No, <laughs> uh, they were going to be, uh, you know, footing part of my tuition bill." The deal was like, I would pay, I would take out loans, and and get as many scholarships as I could, and they would help foot sure. the bill for some of the rest. And and they were like, "But we're not going to do that if you don't study something practical." Um, and so it was uh, biology for me <laughs> instead of art. Um. And uh, so, yeah, I went to school uh, for, as a bio major with an art minor, um, and I, an eye on art minor anyway. And um, that uh, didn't actually pan out because I, I left school to take a job full time as an artist, um, <laughs> which did not please them either. Uh, I think they thought that was like some kind of harebrained escapade on my part in, in which I moved away from home to a uh, to a city where I'd never been before, uh, didn't know anybody what had happened is I, I, while I was in college, I put up my website and, uh, started posting my art online and started taking on like commission work and doing little, um, uh, you know, gigs for RPG books and things like that. Um, and, uh, you know, just doing like individual commissions and things and, um, and this, uh, programmer from a small game developer out in st louis spotted my art and just decided for whatever reason that they they liked the style and uh they were looking for 2d artists at the time um and uh so sent me an email and said oh, "You want to come out for an interview and um that kind of blew me away because at this point in time i was like i did not think i was employable in like in that capacity as an artist mm. um and there had been a lot of like uh you know arguments with parental figures about <laughs> about that sort of sure, thing true. a lot of like hurtful words exchanged you know they they had good intentions i think they just were concerned that
0: uh yeah.
1: you know not a viable career option and i think they maybe had like that that sort of like mental image of uh someone like si- sitting on a street corner trying to sell paintings <laughs> and maybe right. like using their own artwork to cover themselves from the rain or something like that. <laughs> and, and uh-huh. like the starving artist um trope which I don't know that they realized, or I think a lot of, maybe a lot of people don't realize when, they're, when their children say something as, as horrifying as like, yeah, I want to be an artist when I grow up, um, mm. that everything is art, that everything we consume, mm. every commercial you watch, every ad you see, every um, cartoon and movie and, and computer game and video and console game and website and um, piece of apparel that you have on that has like you know some kind of design to it like everything there's art everywhere and all of there yeah all of this is jobs that people have that they do and um and so i think like when you say artists like maybe maybe the mental image is like somebody who hangs things in a gallery and sells paintings or something but that's really like there's there's like artists in that regard and then there's like there's artists who are are more on like the practical commercial side of things and um and then there's like there's like a hazy area in between where you can kind of like straddle both of those worlds but uh but yeah um anyway ended up with uh ended up with that job out out in st louis and um moved away from home I had, uh, I was like 18 years old at the time. So <laughs>
2: <Wow>. <laughs>
1: yeah, I was a kid still and didn't know anything, but, um, it was, uh, definitely like how I ended up growing up, I think. And, uh, sure, and, sure. uh it turned out to be, um, a incredible learning experience. I, I think I probably learned more on the job than, than I would have in a, in a classroom mm-hmm. environment anyway.
0: Basically just by doing. Yeah. By doing. Yeah.
1: I, it, it was like, pressure to like, well, we need you to do this thing. So you, you just have to learn to do it. Um, so I started out as a 2d artist. They're doing, um, this was like a, a company that had been around since like the days of Genie um, and like mm-hmm. prodigy and things like that. When people paid, uh, by the hour for <laughs> like their internet <laughs> time,
2: sure, which sure. is like
1: inconceivable right now, but, um, like they, they had started out with these text-based Um, MMORPGs basically like proto MMORPGs basically big muds you know Um, Mm -hmm. uh, and they'd been running for years and years and so they needed someone to come in and and, like do like uh, these little auxiliary illustrations and things that fit into the game and um, but at the same time they were starting to develop 3D games and and, um, more graphical games and so the need uh, arose for me to kind of transition from being a a 2d artist to being a 3d artist and so mm. they kind of like put um autodesk 3d studio max <laughs> in front of me and they're like yeah well you're gonna need to learn this and um so I, I did i started messing around with it and uh discovered 3d art and I, it's something i i don't think i ever would have if i'd gone to art school i i think i would have like been very i would have adhered to 2d art only and but the 3D like that was the job requirement. That was the job need, and and I I picked it up and tried it, and I actually really enjoyed it. To my surprise, I really quite enjoyed like more or less sculpting in 3D and um, building characters out, rigging them, texturing them, um, and uh, so yeah, that was that was my experience there for a long time. I did a lot of 3D 3D art character animation, um, kind of kind of uh, floated over into a. Uh, more managerial position as like as the the company grew a bit and we Mm -hmm. hired on a bunch of additional artists I was just like kind of the the artist who'd been there the longest at at that point and on a full-time basis and uh, so I ended up kind of like de facto art director (laughs) Um, and uh, uh, that is more or less how I started the comic because I stopped doing hands-on work so much and and sort of um, you know when you're just like reviewing portfolios and delegating work and and your Mm. and your entire day is like filled up with that and and providing feedback and you know um, compiling art bibles and things like that then you're not really doing like painting and and drawing and animating and you know character design you're you're just kind of like a manager and i I was going a bit nuts doing that (laughs) um i kind of like uh, it's like sometimes being the worker bee is like the more desirable like thing you kind of just especially if you're you actually
0: like, get to do the the fun stuff yeah as, yeah especially sort
1: of. if you're in a creative field like you, otherwise you have all that like pressure on you for you know like all the all the weight of like deadlines and and like um appeasing the higher ups and everything is is on your shoulders whereas mm. if you're just you're the artist like you can kind of more focus more on just the creative aspect of your job and and not not all the sure. you know uh so anyway yeah during during the nighttime hours i would uh my my um creative outlet became uh the comic that i i still do today so <laughs> uh yeah that, that's my in a nutshell my which,
0: which is a great comic uh lackadaisy for those who are, are not familiar um uh, just a go i mean i'm sure they've already googled who <laughs> if they didn't know like i i don't do like formal introductions on this podcast just because i like to jump right into it but yeah uh if you haven't already google lackadaisy uh lackadaisy comic is probably the best way to what's the actual yeah URL? it's
1: just com. so lackadaisy.com. yeah it's uh, like if you were to spell just the word like lack a daisy but just string it into one word uh <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. It's also in the description probably. I I'm sure I put it in there as well. But, uh I, I was gonna say, hearing all that, um I, I think there's a lot of uh value hearing um somebody like, you know, just putting their stuff online, right? You're just, you know, uh just posting your work. I I always you know, a lot of people ask, like, how do I get into this? How do I get into that creative field? Or for me it's always like, How do you get into voice acting? and yeah. it's really I mean Uh you kinda just have to put yourself you, out there. Exactly. You know? Yeah, yeah. I mean uh,
1: the internet is is like I, I probably I would not have a career as an artist had the internet not been around at, you know, that prime mm-hmm. that moment when I decided, oh, I'm just gonna build a website and start putting art out there and that led to jobs, which led to other jobs, which led to meeting lots of people. Um, yeah, I mean like all of the networking and professional connections mm-hmm. I've made have been basically by putting my work out there on the internet and, and taking taking advantage of that sort of stuff and just kind of like rolling with the with the changes, like there was no social media in the sense that we have it now when i first started like DeviantArt sure. wasn't even around yet <laughs> um <No. laughs> but there were like art forums and things like that yeah, like, yeah. you know phpbb mm-hmm. sort of things <laughs> and
2: sure.
1: um, that's where you'd like go and hang out and like share your work and chat with other artists and um and then like deviant art came along and that, that created kind of like a, a sense of art community on the internet that i think hadn't really existed before and that's Mm. where a lot of the people I'm working with now um on the animated short um that's where I like first encountered them like the director on the project that's where I found them (laughs) on Mm. DeviantArt many years ago um but yeah I mean that's that's really what you got to do every every um young artist who comes along and like you know how do I how do I even begin to you know start a a project like this or get a thing funded or whatever and it's like just start putting your work out there and I, i've never like it, people ask approach me and ask like like what, what sort of advertising did you do i'm like i n- none that was like deliberate advertising i never bought an ad sure. or, or anything anywhere um or like put up a sign or a billboard or, or even like bought banner space anywhere it's just like put your put your work out there and that's i mean when it comes to visual arts that's that's what you know speaks for itself i'm sure that's much the same case with like your, your audio um, and uh, audio video stuff. Like, I mean, Mm. what was your, like, (laughs) did you have, was your specific goal to basically become a a voice actor or did you kind of just become that was it like the like natural Mm. end to, well, not end, but the natural like result of like what you were, just enjoying doing? Oh, or?
0: it was always the goal. Oh, okay. It was, always, it was the goal since uh, high school wow. was to, I I developed a love for acting, specifically voice acting in high school because uh, a friend of mine would write radio plays and we would like just sort of record them as friends and I was like, oh, this is kind of fun. And then like there was one particular one where I just really clicked and I fell in love with, It wasn't just like, oh, I'm just like reading like silly things with my friends. It's oh I'm actually like really in in it. I feel like I'm I have Actually
1: performing. Actually
0: performing, but also like getting into the head of the character and really just sort of losing myself in it. And when that happened, um I, I, I was I was basically hooked. I'd always been interested in voice actors. For a long time as a kid, because I was one of those kids who would watch cartoons and read the credits, because mm-hmm. I would recognize, oh, that's uh, Tom Kenny, or, or I didn't know at the time, but I was like, I know, I've heard that guy in somebody, uh, some other cartoon, and I would start to memorize, like, oh, yeah, that's Tom Kenny, and then, mm-hmm. oh, I can hear him if I hear him in this role or that role. Yeah. Um, but I never thought as a kid that uh, I would ever do it myself, but then in high school, it was around that time where um, and I know a lot of other voice actors my age around that same time there's there were you know there were forums right there mm-hmm. there was a voice there were voice acting forums there were yeah, yeah. Um, that sort of thing where a lot of you that, know people would just sort of collaborate yeah, same and, like you know, mini art
1: community that yeah that, that illustrators and things would would sort of gather around so yeah
0: mm-hmm. everything I've basically done online. Uh, was towards that goal because wow. I had no idea how I was gonna get into it, mm-hmm. and then I mean one thing that I think uh, you, I we encountered each other in my early stages of that sort of journey in yeah. which uh, that was the the Pro CD Voices Tumblr, yes uh, your Tumblr, yeah, <laughs> yes which was yeah. right after college. It was I don't I don't yeah. know how much you know about this, but like like, the whole story behind that Tumblr.
1: I, um, I don't know. I, I figured it was just, like, it, you were just, um like, putting your work out there like I was, basically, and, and like, kind of... I don't know if... You, uh, yeah, I, I don't know if I understood how seriously uh you were, like, <laughs> how seriously you took it at the time, but, like, I, I heard what fair. you had recorded, and I don't know if you tagged me in something or if somebody just pointed it out to me, and mm. um, I can't remember, but I was definitely really impressed with what you had done it was like i mean people had done some recording and things before but it it was like what you were doing was definitely like uh you know magnet order of magnitude like more um put together and and just like good Mm. (laughs) um well
0: i i appreciate that uh the tumblr and i've talked about this on the podcast before but basically on it's it was after uh i graduated from college i had no idea how I was gonna get into voiceover. I was mm-hmm. like, I don't know what the fuck I'm gonna do. <laughs> so uh, this was—I I still remember very distinctly. I think like if I graduated in, let's say, this summer. What I forget exactly when uh, the fall after I'd like tried. To, oh, can I get jobs like on like film sets? And I was like, I don't really want to work on a film set. Yeah. Because my major was media arts and technology, which was like video, audio. Yeah. And I was like, I know what I really want to do, and I'm gonna just—you know what? Uh, I'm going to try to do it. And it was so that was me starting the Tumblr. Uh, and I said, starting today, uh, I'm going to post one audio post every day wow. and not skip a day. And I did that for years. <laughs> I did wow. that starting 2012, <laughs> probably till 2015. Uh, I did not miss a single day. That's intense. Uh, wow, <laughs> it was very intense. And so it's I. So when I hear your story, mm-hmm. and I, it's funny, like the uh I, I the previous guest I talked to, we had a very similar experience where it was like, I don't know, we don't know how we're gonna get into this field. Uh, but I know what I want to do. All I can do now is just. And I also had no idea. I had no intention of getting an audience. It was really just supposed to be my sort of. Hey, this is like my my like me and my my then then girlfriend now wife and a mm-hmm. couple of my friends follow this Tumblr, and hey guys, this is just me dicking around. I'm gonna post. I'm just you know pick a monologue, pick a thing every day, mm-hmm. but I'm gonna do it every day. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I started just doing stuff. I did like. I took stuff from, like, uh, I don't know if you're familiar with Ace Attorney. Like yes, I yeah, yeah. To, I, I love Ace <laughs> Attorney. So I, I was like, well, that's full of characters that don't have voices, and I can come up with voices, and I can, you know, just read dialogue. It's all just great dialogue I can and practice. Yeah. Uh, and then, uh, you know, I've been a big fan of lackadaisy since uh when did lackadaisy start uh
1: 2006 i'm almost embarrassed (laughs) to say
0: no no i no i definitely was a fan or right around that time because i remember on live journal (laughs) which some of the (laughs) listeners here have no idea what that is (laughs) but live (laughs) journal uh i think a friend of mine was like a couple, of, I think a friend of mine or a couple of friends of mine were like, check this out. And I was like, holy shit, this is great. And so, you know, lackadaisy, I would just been a fan of. So, you know, six years later, as I'm thinking of things, I like, what are some stuff that I really like? But I don't want to do impressions necessarily. I just, right. I like, I want, I like, I want to take characters that I like that don't have voices. Mm-hmm. But I feel like I know what they would sound like yeah. because I'm such a fan and have good dialogue and then it just led to lackadaisy uh and so those were some of the, and i will say i a lot of credit to people like you uh and i don't know if you're familiar with ggdg yeah yep, she yep. uh you know i did some cucumber quest stuff back then Yep. um it was like lackadaisy stuff cucumber quest and then ace attorney dubs <laughs> uh, no, I believe also Professor Layton stuff. Yeah, that, yep, that was <laughs> yep. yeah, that was how I got any audience at all. Right, uh, like it. I, I uh, so I you know I think I've expressed this to you, but I'm very grateful towards you for just you you know you didn't have to like reblog or do anything, and it wasn't I wasn't expecting anything. I was just like this is my you know this is what I oh well I mean. I just,
1: yeah, it was it was so good unto itself even if like <laughs> it was it was worth mm. reblogging but it also like you know I, I can't you know I'm not like uh, it, there was certainly a um, uh, aspect of well I'm, I'm super flattered by this and like I just wanted to like mm-hmm. show people like look at this is amazing <laughs> and uh, sure. so you know yeah it was like uh I, I couldn't not reblog it it was just so so uh such a awesome surprise that someone did that to begin with and then like did such a good job of it too. It was like, um, but yeah. And like, I'd, I'd been getting like, you know, a little bit of fan art here and there from, from people over the, over the time that I'd been working on the comic, but, um, sure. the audio was certainly a much rarer sort of thing to, to happen mm-hmm. upon. So it was like, wow, that's, that's real cool. And, um, but yeah, I guess like it maybe it warrants stressing how much, um, doing like fan art and doing stuff that you just like love Mm. and enjoy um can really work to your advantage as like a a young artist starting out and trying to get your foot in the door in some capacity um like you can kind of just like i I don't want to be like oh yeah like cynically say you should just draw fan art and you know build yourself (laughs) up up on that but like like doing your own original material is is i'm sure you would agree like uh probably like what most artists really want to do um Mm -hmm. and 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 like i there's certainly like some pitfalls into like if you become a fan artist and become known as that it's hard to maybe break away from that because people come at you and they're just going to want to commission you to do you know more of what Mm -hmm. they they already like but um you can also kind of like use it as a springboard to just like build an audience um
0: that that is extremely valuable advice and i actually I'm surprised I have not mentioned. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, I think that's because I did like a how to get into voice acting video, but I I think that's a great uh, piece of advice for people who want to like grow an audience. Yes, yeah. Uh, because like, as much as much as you you know it. It'd be wonderful if everyone's original work could get recognized out of nowhere.
1: Yeah, it's... But
0: unfortunately, the internet is so vast... Yes. ...that yes, it's what's going to hook people initially mm-hmm. is, oh, I'm searching for, oh, I like Ace Attorney. Oh, this guy did Ace Attorney voices? Oh, hey, like I like this, and I'm going to start checking this guy out. And then, you know, as you grow an audience... um, I, I, I always tell people like I've given this I've given this exact same advice to a lot of my friends it's like you know like you gotta hook them right with something first yeah and then you can go hey but also
1: yeah let um, me show you my this. Work,
0: here's my original work or exactly. here's this. and I also I also am like also don't chase it if you don't actually enjoy it like right.
1: you yeah.
0: hate doing fan art right don't do it it's just going to show like yeah, people are like, going to respond to something where it's like oh this person's very pat not only are they talented but they're very passionate about it and that passion that sense of fun is what is going to draw me to them whereas if you're just like i'm going to chase whatever is popular mm-hmm. you'll just that just leads to misery yeah
1: i mean and if and in general so if you're for. if you're doing the thing to chase popularity uh, mm. that's um probably a bad idea uh, I think you're just mm-hmm. going to end up unhappy and um, unfulfilled uh, sure. because it's you know at the end of the day it's um, praise from strangers and that's not you know and and then if even if you end up um, advancing in like some kind of career path because of that uh, it's not necessarily what you want to be doing um, it's just what maybe gets you the most views or interactions on <laughs> social yeah, media yeah. and so um yeah it, and it like work i think that comes from the heart that is like your passion project and your your pet project and and things like that mm. is it it kind of shows when when an artist is just kind of in love with what they're doing um kind of shines in a way that i think art that doesn't come from that same place uh sure. doesn't and so uh yeah i i think like anyone trying to do web comics or art or or um voice acting like if you're if your primary goal is to just be popular then maybe rethink like <laughs> what you're doing because... it, it
0: will only lead to misery yeah, yeah because you you're just going to start being focused on numbers right, right. and if something doesn't yeah. get the numbers or get the views or get whatever the yeah, you, retweets it, or whatever you're you're just going to be unhappy Yeah, and you're not even doing stuff you like doing
1: right so and, and a no lot of, yeah a lot of the like the impetus to keep going is from the enjoyment of the process. So if you're mm-hmm. like and it's and it's an intense process. Like if you're doing comics, um I, I went into mm. comics not really knowing what I was getting myself into um Mm. and uh, just being like oh i'll just casually do this in the evenings after work and (laughs) it doesn't work that way it's like it's a very it's like you're you're writing a book and also drawing every single thing that happens in that book and trying to like you're doing like page layouts and it's like there's graphic design elements to it with like speech bubbles and dialogue and yeah it's 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 this like whole like pile of art forms all in one and it takes a lot out of you um just to produce a single page, like it's, it's so time consuming and it's so involved and you just have to like be in this certain headspace. And if you aren't enjoying that, you're, it's not going to last. Um, and I'm sure you sure. would probably say the same thing about your daily recordings. Like that is a ton mm-hmm. of work. That's like, that takes dedication to put material, put, putting like any kind of content out there on a daily basis is like, I think maybe um, a lot of, uh, people in the audience don't quite understand or appreciate just how much work uh work goes into it i've had people say things to me like oh it must be so nice uh to be able to you know just make your living drawing you know cat characters and stuff it's like it yeah it is kind of a silly thing <laughs> to be making a career out of but it's also a hell of a lot of work uh i mean have they get...
0: seen any of your pages I mean...
1: <laughs> drawing cat there like i it's i don't know like... if yeah i think i'm just like goofing around and not sitting over here like aching and and weeping over <laughs> like a, a comic page that I've been working on for hours and hours and hours and,
0: um, that then um, yours is historical as well which uh, yeah is like, the
1: research is <laughs> that's just an
0: extra like layer it, it, of it, it, 10 it layers is. of difficulty on top every of it every page
1: has these like these challenges these like rabbit holes I end up going down because it's like okay well how did you make a long distance phone call in the 1920s
2: and, <laughs> or
1: like how did you start a car uh from this particular year like did it have electric ignition did it only have a crank start uh, yeah. like it, there's just every like every every page and even just like the dialogue writing like you have to be like conscientious of the turns of phrase and idioms and, and slang sure. and things from the time period and it's it's really easy to get tripped up by like thinking something. Uh, like a a word or, or something is like would have been used back then, but it really wasn't. Like, you end up like mm-hmm. go to like etymology.com and look it up. It's like, oh, it didn't, it wasn't like in common parlance until 1955 or something. It's like, oh, god damn it. <laughs> I gotta rewrite yeah, yeah. this whole line. But yeah, it's, I it's, love uh, seeing
0: some of your blurbs where it's like, Oh, the word! I'm just making one up. The word. This is not one of them. The word, like <laughs> soda pop, didn't come under until the year. And I'm like, how the hell did yeah. you know? Yeah. Well, the like, reason like, I research all this. The like, reason
1: I know is because I had to go down like this super specific, like, um, like oh, rabbit warren of of like weird, obscure, um, obsolete information that, like, fortunately, like the internet. Does have like a lot of really strange corners where people are just like collectors of random items and and are just like really super interested in things like car old cars and and even more obscure things like old radios and and things like that where you can like you can find this sure. information but you have to you have to dig for it um, and you have to like double and triple check your 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 material your, like information too because there's a lot of bad information out there as well so yeah it's tricky
0: mm.
1: uh, it's been like a, a pretty intense history lesson. <laughs>
0: I can tell. Uh, I was gonna. Uh, this brings up another thing. Like, okay, so not to keep fanboying, but like, okay, your art is already phenomenal, but then the writing uh, is geez. also really good. <laughs> like, Thanks. what? Where do you get the nerve to be also like? <laughs> I, I don't like, know. Like, I'm <laughs> I, I'm actually curious. Like, um, where did you? I mean, well, you mentioned as a kid you wrote like a book, like a story with with yeah I was whatever. I was attempting
1: the... to write a book with like mm. heavy on illustrations uh it wasn't it wasn't um a comic but it was like you know I had it in my mind I was going to be like a George R.R. R. Martin sort of like, I'm going to write a bunch of fantasy novels <laughs> but it's going to be all animal mm. characters and of course that never <laughs> never happened but <laughs> I uh, yeah I kind of like um messed around with with creative writing at that time like I'd never done any like creative writing classes even in like aside from like English assignments and things, um, but I was mm. I was always when I was drawing, it was always like uh, also a practice in character creation, and and there was always sure. a story to the character and and a backstory. And the more you draw, you draw the character, you get to know them, and you, you invent backstories for them, and then they uh, are you know they end up interacting with other characters, and and they have a a you know interconnected story in some way, and so it just like those pieces just start formulating in your mind as as you're drawing and that's pretty much how lackadaisy ended up uh, happening it was just like had all these like <laughs> cat characters i used to draw on my oh, my cat's about to start a fight stop it sorry <laughs> um <laughs> uh this is part partly my inspiration is my obnoxious cats um <laughs> but mm. uh yeah they there were just things i drew as a kid on the uh, school notebooks and things passing time in class and not paying attention when I should have been and um they kind of just ended up with uh well they didn't really have a context at, at the time when I was drawing them I in mean, like you know junior high middle school and stuff and then mm. and then like when it when it came time to um like find a creative outlet for myself that I could that I could focus on after after hours uh I kind of just like revisited those things and I'm like what if I put them in this like historic context and I mm. bought an old house at the time and and, uh, was starting to get interested in like local history and stuff. And so like, they just kind of like melded together. And, um, yeah, the writing just kind of, I, I feel very shaky about my writing still. I, I feel less confident about it than I've been, than my art. Um, but, mm-hmm. uh, and I, I know I've had, I've made mistakes <laughs> and, and, mm-hmm. um, you know, but there's been a lot of like learning along the way. Um, and, uh, and I just, you know, I just try my best to, to write as authentically as I can and to just try to let these characters be who they are and let them just kind of steer the plot. And and because they're, they're the things I put the most thought into more so than sure. like, I don't like create a, a plot and then fit characters into, mm. into it to try to like, um, you know, uh,
0: just to just serve the, the plot. Yeah, they're not so really the like... Char- yeah, the characters is going to drive it. Themselves. Yeah,
1: exactly. They're not the cogs that are, are like servicing the plot. They are like, it's the kind of the opposite. It's like the, the plot is what mm. e- evolves from their decisions, their, their bad decisions. <laughs> um, but yeah. Uh, so yeah, that's, I guess my, my approach to writing has been largely that and, and then just like trying to, trying to capture some sense of historicity um, and... Mm. and um, to use a obnoxious word, like verisimilitude with like the 1920s, even mm-hmm. though it's, it's like a, like a total abstraction of the twenties, um, necessarily. Sure, Cause like I, I didn't live through the twenties and, and, uh, and I, I like the, Oh, the only impression I have of it is through what I can read and, you know, and such. So, mm. or, you know, old footage I can watch or, you know, um, books from the period that I can, that I can turn to. But, um, yeah, but yeah, it's it's kind of it has to be a fictional version of it, but you can still kind of like I guess aim for for some sense of of uh, realism in it, even if even if you're drawing you know cartoon characters in a sense. So, sure, yeah, but but yeah, um, I I know a lot of I hear from a lot of creative people like that they don't they don't know when they're good enough to start something, or they feel like they can't start their their passion project until they're good enough quote-unquote and and i just Mm. would like to emphasize that good enough is a fantasy place that is that doesn't exist and so like the way you learn to do the thing you want to do is not by like studying to do it It, or like by standing on the sidelines and like thinking about doing it or preparing to do it it's by just doing it that's like where you do the most like intense learning um and that that happened Mm. to me with both with like working in in the game industry when i had to just pick up 3d and and use it it wasn't reading about using 3d software or or watching videos or you know um it or you know uh watching other people do it it was by just like getting your hands on it and doing it And, and the same happened with comics um like i I didn't know what I was doing when I started, <laughs> and I I have a much better sense of what I'm doing now. Even though there's still so much to learn, like I still like half sure. the time. I think any artist will tell you they like they're like I have no idea what I'm doing. <laughs> at any point, <laughs> we're all just kind of winging it. But um, uh, but the way you you get better is is to just do the thing. Um, I don't know if maybe you have yeah. thoughts about that too, but
0: uh. oh yeah, uh, like I mean. I'm flattered that at the time, like back in what the early days that you, you, uh, liked my stuff because Mm -hmm. if I try to listen back to, you know, the early stuff now, which I don't because I, it makes me cringe, but not because of the material, but because of, I, I've definitely gotten so much better (laughs) since then. Um, so it, yeah, yeah. I, it's absolutely like valuable to tell people. Like, yeah, there's never gonna be like, in fact, like putting it out there is going to help you get better mm-hmm. to get to that point where you're very comfortable. Yeah, because very... that's. But even then, you're always gonna be striving to be better and right. better and better. Yeah. So there's no there's value I think in like, and that's why I leave I leave the Tumblr stuff all up. Like mm-hmm. you can, it's all there. Uh, you, people like have gone back and like i know like i did like an interview and like they pulled up some of like the old stuff and i was like oh no yeah,
2: but, I was, like, I, but that's
0: but that's what it's there for it's and, there for <laughs> you know the people for people to see like there's a you can hear the growth i think yeah throughout the years of it i
1: think it's generally a good sign if if you do cringe at stuff you did some years back um because mm-hmm. your sense it means your sense of what's good and and not has has evolved um and mm. and your ability to do better has evolved but yeah I, I i get the same thing like people will occasionally tag me on twitter or something with the, some piece of art they commissioned from me or got from me at like uh, 15 years ago or something and, <laughs> fair, <laughs> and fair, i'm fair. like oh my god that's still on the internet <laughs> oh no uh, but yeah. yeah it's uh it, it's heartwarming that people still like remember some of that stuff and and mm, um, mm. and you have to you have to bear in mind that like other people's perception of it will be probably more lenient than your own of course Um, yeah you're you're gonna be your your worst critic as they say but um but and that's that's kind of a necessity as a creative person i think you just kind of have to be a little hard on yourself um not to the extent that you discourage yourself but um Mm -hmm. i think if you ever lose that um that like desire to keep improving you you kind of are done (laughs) like i don't know where you go from there if you're not trying to get better if you're not trying to learn more because there's just there's just a never-ending amount to to know and learn and sure but um yeah
0: uh one other thing i was going to touch on is like so yeah hearing you talk about your writing process and how the characters sort of lead and everything Mm -hmm. uh yeah i mean that definitely makes sense to me hearing that because um like I mentioned before like what drew me to want to like you know give voices to these characters is that they were so well developed like it's not just it's not just enough for a character to have like a cool the quote-unquote cool or like interesting design like right. that's helps that helps but yeah yeah I think what is the, you know what draws me to you know stuff is like if I read this character's dialogue and look at them like for uh for me and you know oftentimes i'll have to go into the booth right and i'm shown a picture of a character and i'm shown dialogue and they're just like what do you think this character sounds like and i have to just go with my gut Mm -hmm. uh the more well written and more developed the design is both on an artistic scale and in the dialogue right the easier it is for me to do like sometimes and so for like lackadaisy like I looked at those characters, and I I, I know, like I don't, I don't need her to tell me what these characters sound like. Although I believe you actually did at one point, like,
1: oh, I think I might. Somebody have...
0: asked, somebody asked you, like, what do you think the characters sound like? And yeah, the descriptions. I,
1: I feel sheepish about even answering that because it's like I guess, like, really part of the fun is that when you're doing like something like a comic, is that you can let people have their own interpretation and kind of enjoy. That's like. It be, it the becomes, thing is,
0: though, I when I read it, I was like, I agree with these 100%. I was like, <laughs> these these all match up with what I thought the characters sounded like. Well, that's a good sign. Uh, that's
1: good. That uh, yeah. Hopefully, I, yeah, that means I'm, like, in some way imparting my intentions successfully. Um, mm-hmm. uh, but, again, like, there's also, like, some some aspect of, like, the enjoyment you get from, like, maybe reading a book or mm. reading a comic or something, you kind of get your own opportunity mm. as like a, a viewer reader to, uh, your, you, you develop your own adaptation basically in your own head. And, mm. and that's like, you sort of like get the sense of ownership of the thing in that way. And Shame. and sure. it becomes, uh, I don't know, just it, it, it endears it to you in a way. I think that, that maybe um, if you are laying all of the details out and just like explaining things to a reader, Um, instead of Mm. showing them things that you kind of you kind of lose it in the if you're a little too explicit about like Mm. a little too um, if you just like expound a little too much and so I I look back at some of my my question answering and I probably should have dodged some more of those questions (laughs) but but now I find myself in the interesting situation of having to actually cast Mm. actors in these roles and and to come up with something where I didn't need to be quite so specific about like what their voices were, even if I had a, you know, a specific idea in my head, which, which I certainly did for characters like Mordecai and stuff, um, and which you Mm. pretty much nailed. I mean, we, we had to give you so little direction. (laughs) I mean, like it was basically, uh, um, I'm kind of like veering off course here, but like, uh, like Fable was asking me for references for like, well, who would like, like actors and things that I would like associate with different characters to try to get a sense of like where, how, where we should even begin trying to cast voice actors and like, when it came to Mordecai, I was like, well, I mean, like, the only thing I can think of is, is <laughs> pro-ZD is Sung Wan. Um, yeah. He's like, he's like just the, the canon, like it, not only in, in my head at this point, like the canon Mordecai voice, um, because he mm-hmm. just like pretty much matched so well, like what I, what I was thinking. Um, but like so many other people as well, I think probably, I mean, it, it kind of like reversed, like you, you, you said earlier, like I gave you some exposure early on, but I think like th- kind of a role reversal there where like, you are you have a much bigger audience at this point and um and so like i think a lot of people know of lackadaisy specifically because of what you've done and um and so like i think mordecai voice is pretty well like what you established (laughs) in the in the heads of, of many of my readers um and so i i mentioned your name i was like well thinking like we couldn't possibly get you to do this little project with us but um mm-hmm. <laughs> i was thinking like you're just like way beyond that at this point so um <laughs> so, but i mentioned you as like to fable as fable is the director for the for the audience who may not know um
2: mm-hmm.
1: on the animated short film we're doing and um uh t- to say like well here's here's a thing we can like reference as like a, a starting point to say like this is kind of where we're aiming and, and Fable's True. just like, well, I'll just, like, reach out to him. I'm like, what? <laughs> I don't think Fable <laughs> knew who you were. So I was like uh, – F- but Fable is, like, great because they are much more uh, – um extroverted and gregarious than I am and sure. just like uninhibited about just approaching anyone and, and asking them to, you know, like yeah, yeah, you wanna yeah. do this thing. And I think they're they're less afraid of being told no and like go away or, you know, whatever. But <laughs> right, right um so it's it's been great to be working with them. But yeah, they just like kind of just went out and reached out to you where I was too much of a wuss to even, you know, <laughs> <laughs> ask and um and uh we were both delighted to to hear you say, uh, oh yeah, I'd be interested and um Yeah. But uh, yeah, I'm not even sure where I started with it. It was something about. Uh, uh... Oh,
0: uh well, I'll just say like when I when they sent me that email, I was like, "Holy shit!" <laughs> I was like, <laughs> "This has come full circle." <laughs> like, I, like I was extremely flat. I like uh, when I think they might have said it, or I don't know if you said it, but somebody said I somebody said that uh, I was the in your mind the canon voice and i was like yeah because you know you and, and when i i mean for me whenever i read lackadaisy you know the voice is what i do because i just that's for me and i guess it, I, I guess i had my own sort of ownership but especially with mordecai mm-hmm. like mordecai i was like this is what this guy sounds like yeah and uh so to to hear that the creator of the character agrees with me like you know it it really meant a lot to me and and also wow. just because of you know going back to you know my history like you know you and other creators were like the a big help in having me get anywhere where I am now so it was i it, for me it was like oh yeah absolutely and then it's been really fun Not only with the short film, which was really fun to record for, but we've been doing (laughs) the comics, yeah, mini
1: comic tops,
0: which, and I've done those on (laughs) YouTube, (laughs) and it was just like now I get to do these like at my current level, (laughs) like I get to uh, like revisit these, and also like a lot of them are with Jason, who's great, yeah, I I love working with him whenever we have like. Uh, yeah he's he's dialing. a lot of
1: fun and just listening to the two of you um bounce off of each other has been just yeah a, a hilarious and just such an enjoyable experience like i I can't mm-hmm. tell you the the smile that's like across my face the entire time we're doing like voice recording sessions is mm-hmm. almost painful because it's like my, <laughs> my face is aching afterwards like every time we did a voice recording session because I was just laughing and smiling the whole time at like what you guys come up with um it's just so uh, i don't know voice actors are a, a special breed of, of entertainer and I, I don't know if they all, they realize just how like naturally entertaining they are even when they're just goofing around like um it's been mm. a real <laughs> It's been a real joy um, working with, with all of the voice actors and and uh, a, a extreme privilege to have you, like, participating in this project with us. Like, uh, thank you. I mean. <laughs>
0: I mean, I appreciate it. It's been extremely fun. Like, and also, I mean, because, you know, with voice acting, I, I, the ma, well, I'm not going to say the majority of the time. But for me, anyway, the majority of the time, you're usually alone. Mm-hmm. uh in a booth yeah Uh, i have done i have done ensemble recordings before usually like uh animated stuff will do that but even with a lot of animated stuff i just go in uh alone um so just getting to do scenes uh with uh like jason or with michael uh like both who are very good like you know Mm -hmm. and it's so for me it's like if i get to like be in a scene with another actor who i'm like uh, or you know they are this this person is good like Mm -hmm. and we can i don't have to i can just i don't have to worry about like uh we can keep up with each other right you know that it's so much fun like i think that that, i think there was one time uh i think i forget if if it was fable or you but one of you or some it might have been fable was like oh will we be able to do this in time and i was it was like a victor mordecai comic and i was Mm -hmm. like i think we'll be like I think they were like, I don't know, we have like an hour left. Do you think we can do another comic? And I was like, I think we can do like two uh, or three. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, yeah. I think Jason and I can knock these out
1: easy. Yeah, you, you guys just have such a, a a feel for the characters at this point that it's, it requires so little like going back over and, and having you like say the line over and over again. It's just like maybe once or twice for safety, or you know, just to make sure the recording is sound. But um, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean like uh, – You you guys, and you you have such a, um, like, uh, spontaneity about, like, the energy and the back and forth that it's just, like, it's something you can't really capture if if we were recording you individually. Um, Mm -hmm. And I I think that's been a real benefit to being being able to do, like, this this small project. Um, I mean... Uh, as, as scale goes, it's like it's pretty minuscule compared to like something that has like multi million dollar budget or like a you know your average TV show or anything. But but the the mm. big advantage I think we have is that we have a small enough uh, crew that we can collaborate in ways that we're you know in the studio system you really don't get that kind of um, like the the voice actors don't really interact with animators or the storyboard mm. artists and and the writers don't really talk to the animators either and it, they're all just kind of like segregated in their own little like workstations like doing their thing um i mean and it's got to be sort of like a you know it's got to be um partitioned like that in a way for the sake of uh you know turning things out on a deadline but but with this thing because it's like this this just this one short film we're doing and um i mean hopefully there'll be other stuff to come but we'll see
2: mm, remains to be crossed. seen i
1: yeah i don't know <laughs> I really have no idea what to expect but um uh but it, with this like like we have this opportunity to have this like basically we, we we do our our studio is a virtual studio and it's more or less a, a discord server uh where we ha- we have mm. our own project um and so everybody gets to interact with each other and, and we do voice chat sessions um, between, you know, like storyboard artists and, and animators. And we get feedback from from everybody on the crew about this and that, about character designs and things. And it's been just like really nice to be able to see artists intermingle and, and, and bounce off of each other like that. And, and artists from so many different like um, disciplines to like the voice actors uh, giving you know commentary on on character design and stuff and like and kind of like cheering on the animators and anytime they see something they really love it's just been the uh, so rewarding uh i mean even mm-hmm. if this whole thing like didn't go anywhere like just the having had the opportunity to do it uh is just like this once in a lifetime kind of magical thing so yeah
0: yeah, yeah. yeah. uh i mean i again like i am glad to be a part of it um before we sort of finish up, I I do like to give the guests an opportunity. Is there any last sort of topic or you'd like to talk about, or a question for me, or anything you'd like? Otherwise, no pressure. I just like to offer that oh, uh, uh, at some point during the the well, podcast.
1: I, I I ran my mouth so much. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I don't know what else? <laughs> we to We did say. cover I, a lot of ground. I so. guess, like, if anything, like, if anybody can get anything out of this, I hope it's that they just like go start doing their thing um get their stuff out there Mm. like there's Mm -hmm. this like probably a lot of a lot of young artists whether they're voice actors or you know animators or or storyboard artists or illustrators or whatever get this advice to like go network and of course like I think the mental image a lot of us get from that is like handing out a business card or (laughs) like (laughs) portfolio samples at, at a convention or something and while you can do that um, I think probably the most effective thing is to just like get yourself involved in projects with other people like mm. um, so many of the people we've brought on board our team for the the, the short film um, have just been people that like, uh, because fables worked in studios, uh, they know people, and so they've reached out to them and and those people have reached out to other people that they know. and like in the voice actor community, like all the voice actors seem to know each other. <laughs> like so the, yes, the voice actor yeah, community yeah. is very tight. so if like you're trying to get into voice acting, I guess I would say, uh meet other voice actors just like you know yep. um and what and, and if you can like or just like start doing like fan projects and things to like get your your stuff out there and and then like have a mm-hmm. basis on which to like interact with other other voice actors because that's how you find jobs and opportunities and things and um and yeah. like while while there's certainly a lot of like um my own um artistic aspirations and things and, and stuff going into this project and like my own um, ambitions and stuff and my ego um like I think if I managed if I do something here and I It doesn't really go anywhere after this it's just like a standalone thing which that that alone will be great but like if if it can provide kind of like a little bit of a a roadmap for other artists to just like figure out how they can launch their indie thing and get it off the ground and get it funded and Mm. like put a team together and have a virtual studio and make a thing i think that's just like that's really cool and i I hope that i hope that that's what happens here at least in part so Mm. yeah thank you for being yeah. part of it in, in any case it's uh I, I,
0: again thank you thank you for having me uh where can people find you
1: uh i am on uh twitter at lackadaisy cats um if you just search lackadaisy at google though you'll probably i think it's probably the first thing that comes up at this point um mm-hmm. uh lackadaisy.com is the website um little daisy cafe all one word um is the url for our uh devlog which is where we're kind of just like uh, blogging about our progress on the film um so if you want to Mm. keep up with that we do uh we do occasional like um uh live streams where we do like shop talk we talk with other other artists and uh people like uh making animations and indie films themselves and stuff uh on youtube that's i think youtube slash c slash uh lackadaisy comic <laughs> mm. uh but yeah i mean just just google lackadaisy you'll, you'll find it It's
0: yeah and i can't stress it off the comic is great uh and the short film is going to be great as well and, I, and i'm in it so yeah. go you, you just yeah. to support it <laughs> uh but uh, not just because i'm in it but because it is going to be great uh, thank you so much uh, and um uh, yeah uh thank you so much for sitting down uh it's, it's, it's been an absolute pleasure
1: Likewise. Thank you for having me.